I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, hi, <laughs> hi, and welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome. You, me, and a poltergeist. You, me, and poltergeist. You, me, and poltergeist. Group exercise. We carry log uphill. Great group exercise. Very Russian. A Russian start to the podcast today. Ja. Because we have been. <laughs> but that's German. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what yes is in Russian. There ah. is no such word as yes. <laughs> There's only no. There's only no, and that say, gets ignored. <laughs> I was about to say nine. And nine. I was like, oh, that's German. That's German again. <laughs> Just all those European countries where you're like, mm. <laughs> we are your weekly escort through the paranormal report. Oh, very so. good intro line, babe. Thanks. Very good. I appreciate it. I had thought about it in five seconds. I don't... I used to think of these things, like, on days in advance, but now I think about it on the spot. So, I'm really testing the limits of my creative genius. So, what are we talking about today? Um, talking about how there's this really cool delivery service that delivers alcohol. <laughs> it's like Uber <laughs> Eats. <laughs> But it's fucking alcohol. I came home last night from work. Belinda had ordered a bottle of vodka and four Red Bulls, which she had subsequently downed and had the most energy I've ever seen. <laughs> I walk in the front door, taking off my steel cap boots. She's in a leotard wearing love heart shaped <laughs> glasses. Which are my everyday sunglasses. <laughs> dancing. What were you dancing to? You can rely on your old man's money. Yeah. You can rely on, <laughs> on your old man's money. You're a rich girl. Da, 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 She's got a big smile on her face right now remembering it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so... It was an interesting uh, welcome back from work. It's been a shit week and I fucking needed that. I just like close the door, turn around, and I just get pinned in the corner with you in a leotard. <laughs> Doing a dance, <laughs> singing songs. Isn't that every man's dream? Yeah, well, <laughs> getting pinned you know. in the corner while their girlfriend wears a fucking leotard. I was like, "Damn, dreams come true." <laughs> <laughs> Christmas came early. <laughs> That's all you're getting for Christmas, me in a leotard. <laughs> That's it. You're like, "All right, come get your present." <laughs> Just your head, head poking out the top of the box, and it's like, <laughs> "I've got my heart glasses on." <laughs> Sipping 
cactus shot glass as well which is supposed to be 30 mils and that's how much you're supposed to put in and then I pour it in and I'm like that's not enough and then I like in my mind I'm like this cactus shot glass is lying to me that's not 30 mm. mils that's too small it's a deceitful so shot glass I grab the bottle and just like I'll just, just tip a, a little bit I'll just <laughs> tip a little bit and it's like that meme where she's like just a, two oh, yeah. shots of vodka and it's just like <laughs> pouring it it's, it's like, like that fucking hoover dam and then i'm just like i'm i can be a bartender and i'm just gonna <laughs> pour the <laughs> red bull from like oh my god that's why the table and was so sticky the table is so sticky i was like why has the table got like a gloss to it and i walked up to it and put my finger on it and i was like it's just poker and Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Never mind the Red Bull can saying, you know, have one of these per day. I had four, four in, in about spin- two hours <laughs> with hours. alcohol. Oh, hell yeah. Too a quarter of a bottle of alcohol. But you did fall asleep before me, which I found intriguing. It's called passing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be up till 4 a.m. with you just laying in bed, wiggling back and forth with your leotard. <laughs> like Elmo, the, like doing the little... <laughs> you can rely on your old buddy. Mm. I was just like, Jesus. It's Elmo's world. <laughs> no, I really want to watch Elmo. Damn Elmo is creepy. I love that movie where he loses his blankie and he's got to go through Oscar the Grouch's can mm. to the dump and get... Um, his blankie back, and I'm, I swear to God, that's my fucking favourite movie. And I'll watch it now. Movie. I'll You'll watch, watch it right now. now. Well, yeah. let's pause this and go watch it. I want to watch it. I think it's Elmo Goes to Grouchland. Huh. Well, we'll be back in two seconds for that. No, we're not. We're not watching it now. Welcome back. Wow, this movie was great. <laughs> oh, man. Best movie ever. By the magic of editing, we have just watched a movie. No, we haven't. <laughs> I won't even cut that. I'll just <laughs> have it the exact same. Okay. Anyway, uh, today I'm going to be talking about a... Because I feel like we've watched a bunch of videos and heard a lot of stories about hauntings in India. So I, I thought... And India, India has India. so many hauntings, surprisingly. Well, they have a massive population, so I, I mean... If they have a big population of people, it would only make sense that there'd be a big population of crazy spirits and demons and ghouls, etc. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, where are you doing today? I'm doing Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. I'm doing the Liberace Museum and the restaurant he used to own. Cool. So the Liberace Museum. I do remember Liberace being a big ladies' man, but then it um, eventually uh, came out that he was, was gay. gay as fuck. <laughs> Jeez, you have to put it like that. Fine. He's been dead for like 30 odd years. It's okay. Okay, it's not too soon. (laughs) It's not too soon. (laughs) Too soon. But God, we mentioned Hitler. Yeah, I'm still (laughs) mourning Liberace. Yeah, he was like a full-on ladies' man. I remember that Sandman song. Mr. Sandman, give me a dream, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, um, with lots of wavy hair like Liberace. Wavy hair. Yeah. Yeah, because he had the best hairstyle. Yeah, I know, but, like, she's singing about him. Like, oh. send me a dream of Liberace. Ew. 
because at the time he was a ladies' man. Still just not come out of the closet yet. No. And then everyone was like, well, we should have known by what he wears. I mean, you think that, but at the time, you look at what they're wearing. Like, that was the fashion, right? Yeah, and everyone didn't think Elton John was gay either. But look what he wore. Or George Michaels. Let's continue. (laughs) So who wants to start first with their haunting? Obviously, we don't have a theme again today. But mine is kind of like in a deserty environment. Yours is <laughs> kind of in a deserty environment. Kind of deserty environment haunting. It's kind of deserts. <laughs> Let's scissor paper rock to see who goes first. What kind of scissor? Oh, speaking of gay, <laughs> a real pair. Of <laughs> <Just> take a <laughs> second. Scissors paper rock. Scissors paper rock. Scissors paper. This whole podcast is going to be a 50 paper minute rock. long since Paper Rock game. <laughs> I won! I go first. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about the Bangar Fort in Rajasthan, India. So apparently it's in the top 35, which is a real weird number. To add, have a top of. Top 35 haunted places top, in India? Yes. Is that how many haunted places there are <laughs> yeah, in probably. India? They're like, we have a top 100, but let's narrow it down to 35. They're probably just like, damn, we just see that uh, the US has a top 100 most haunted places. Shit, we can't compete. Top 35. That's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> and it is supposedly number one, making it the most Haunted place in India. India. Yeah, of course. So it's not only reportedly haunted, it is also cursed as well. And the government has even made it forbidden for anyone to enter the fort at night. Ooh. Yeah, so you know shit's going down. Is it a sheet fort? Because I can understand (laughs) that. It could fall down. Exactly. Very easily. (laughs) It may be due to the ghosts or the fact that the... (laughs) Bangar Fort actually backs onto a uh, Rajasthan tiger reserve. Holy shit. So maybe it could be due to the tigers. Or not. (laughs) Or the ghosts. Or the ghosts. Tigers, ghosts, which one's more dangerous? Fucking living creature that could kill you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. With knives for hands. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy Krueger animals. Pretty much, it's got, Freddy's got stripes, Tiger's got stripes. Oh, Freddy Krueger's a tiger. <laughs> shit, we Holy just uncovered shit. it. <laughs> so the Bangar Fort was constructed in 1573 AD by Raja Bhagwant Das, the ruler of Amber from Kachwaha. Uh, his elder brother Man Singh was a well-reputed general under Emperor Akbar and known as one of Akbar's Navratnas. So the term Navratnas was used to describe a group of nine extraordinary people that he held in his court in India. That's so cool. That's like the fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But Emperor Akbar's League. (laughs) (laughs) Bhagwant Das built the... Bangar fought for his son Madho Singh. Or Madho. Madho Singh. It's, it's spelled M-A-D-H-O. Let's just say Madho. Madho Singh. So Madho fought in many wars beside his father and uncle, and after his demise, his son Chatar Singh became the next ruler. 
the kingdom declined following the violent death of Chattar, and a famine in 1783 caused the town to become completely deserted and fell into ruin. Sounds about right. So it was passed down eventually, even though no one was there, but it was passed down through the Singh lineage until it came to one more Madho Singh. And uh, fun fact, this was in like 19-something. He competed in the 1960 Summer Olympics and 1964 Summer Olympics as a wrestler. Oh, that's a wrestler. Uh, but then he gave away ownership of the fort to the government, who promptly banned anyone going there at night. Alright. Ugh, because we're scared of tigers. Yeah, oh, a couple of tigers. A couple of man killers. A couple of animals. <laughs> So, uh, there are two disputed legends of the fort and how exactly it became cursed and haunted. The first one, which is not my favourite, but the second one's really fucking awesome. This one's pretty cool still, though. It says that a sadhu, which is like a holy man or a monk, kind of hermit, mm-hmm. that lives on his own, had his house in the sort of area around the fort. The legend goes that the ruler needed to get permission from him to build the fort in the first place, and his only stipulation with them being being able to build the fort was that if the sun was to ever rise and the shade from the fort would be cast on his house, he would curse the land. Okay. So the ruler was like, yeah, man, I got you, no problem, no shade. You got it. Your house will be shade free. No shade, no tea. <laughs> I ain't throwing no shade Mm-mm. on your house. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> so oh, oh. eventually the, the next <laughs> the next ruler, probably Madho, because he's a fucking madman, <laughs> comes madho. along and he's like, we're going to build some crazy towers that rocket up into the sky. They're some massive towers. And Madho's shade? like, bam, 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 towers. We're yep. powerful. We've got towers. We've got towers. Little did he know, the old saying... Is he ...that the sadhu was going to curse him. So as the sun rose the next day after they were built, finally, and the shade was cast upon the sadhu's house, he cursed the village. No. And that's... That's what you do. Yeah. And that's not a very fun... That's the lamer of the two legends. Okay. The second one, which I subscribe to a lot more because it's much more realistic. You what? You subscribe yeah, to? Yeah, I subscribe to this theory a lot more. It just doesn't make sense. I follow this theory. And sure. I am too much social media brainwashed. I'm like, there's got a YouTube channel. I like, comment, and like... subscribe to this theory a lot more. Yeah. So it is that. Do you hey. enter their MacBook giveaways as well? I do. <laughs> their tower giveaways. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of them after they just fuck the Singhu over. Sadhu, sorry. Singhu. I was singing of Sing. So, the next legend was that a dark magician oh. fell in love with Princess Ratnavati, who was walking around the market, you know, doing her usual thing, being all beautiful with her perfume on and stuff like that. The Dark Magicians, knowing that he would never be able to have Princess Ratnavati, he decided to cast a little spell on her perfume bottle. He cast the spell on the perfume bottle, but there's also a story that it was actually just a potion that he gave to her and told her to drink. I mean, don't take drinks from strangers, first Number one rule. (laughs) He's probably chucking them roofies in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did, right? <laughs> <laughs> the one that is more prevalent is that he 
cast a spell upon her perfume bottle so that when she sprayed it upon herself, she would fall in love with him and be immediately attracted to Aww, him. Oh, how beautiful. Like, no, nothing. You could have just taken her on a date, though. Nothing like medieval magic roo- roofies. Yeah. Pretty well. I mean, it's pretty romantic when you think about it. Yeah. But anyways, her friend sees this happen, goes to her when she's in her room, getting ready to spray some of that nice perfume on herself. I and can is just like, imagine hey. the movie scene right now. Yeah. Especially an Indian one. Yeah. It's got all the different angles and filter effects. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like about to spray it and her friend just busts through the door. No. No. And then, anyway, so she tells her it's cursed. Princess Ratnavati throws that shit out the window. It hurls through the air, landing upon a rock and shatters. That rock is now attracted to a dark magician. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the story. That's no, not it. So the rock is suddenly super attracted to the dark magician. It's a rock. Yeah. I've heard What is it, a rock lobster? No. <laughs> a rock lobster. lobster. What the fuck? It's not anything I could think of. It's a rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the dark magician marries it or something? <laughs> no. So what happens is... The rock feels such attraction to the dark magician that it rolls its way on top of him and crushes him to death. Oh, okay, labyrinth. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? It's is a this, rock! This is some Indiana Jones shit. The oh giant rock God. rolling towards him. But, I mean, come on. It's a rock. Let's just not be near Wait. a rock when it's trying to roll onto us. Is it a rock or is it the rock? He <laughs> <laughs> could crush you pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, she threw it out the window. It hit the rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And he went over and gave the Dark Magician the fucking people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dark Magician was no more. But in his final moments, as he was being pinned for three count by the rock, one, two, he was like, I curse the town. Three, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and the match was over. With the Rock and the tag team of the Rock and Princess Navati, Rat 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 Navati, <laughs> being victorious over the Dark Magician. Perfect. I love that story. <laughs> it warped into something bizarre, but I hope that it becomes the most well-known part of that story now, and it gets used. Anyways, so you can say the Rock's been on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So whether or not one of those legends was the actual cause of the reason for the creepy atmosphere and hauntings isn't quite clear, but there are plenty of first-hand and first-person reports of paranormal activity occurring in the fort. Ooh. Regular claims from locals usually revolve around hearing women screaming and crying Bangles breaking, strange music emerging from the fort, and there's been instances where people have smelt perfume and even seen strange lights coming forward. I don't think it's perfume they're smelling. <laughs> <laughs> it's some deviance in there with a little bit of Mary J, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and they're trying to spray whatever deodorant can oh, yeah. they have yeah. to cover it up. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's those inexplicable lights and noises, maybe the music, you know. It's the tigers having a rave party. I was going to say maybe maybe <laughs> the fucking lights start coming out, some fireworks, 
and they hear, if you smell what the rock is cooking, <laughs> then the rock just walks out from the fort. <laughs> they had to, they had to forbid it from being at night because, you know, it's just walking out too much, causing too much of a yeah. ruckus. All those too fireworks much. and entrance music. Scaring the Freddy Krueger Tigers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Freddy Krueger Tigers. That's the title of this episode. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, some people feel a strange sensation of being followed whilst in the fort and even have been slapped by this strange <laughs> entity, which I don't put it past the rock to put a fucking mean backhand on someone, you know, who gets that line. Could you imagine that? You're just walking through and they fuck, I feel like someone's following me. And then all of a sudden just Whoa! on your face. Like, sorry, Molly, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine... And you're like, oh shoot! <laughs> like, yeah. So you leave like a like a fucking hand print on your yeah. face, yeah. or it's probably not even a ghost. Someone's just offended their girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and just like push, fuck push, you, push, and then they're like, oh shoot, what was that? It wasn't me. It was a ghost. It was a ghost. Where yeah. the fuck? Did you feel that thing following us? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I swear I believe in ghosts. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh my god. You gonna do another meow? So, that being said, there are plenty of stories that happen after dark, regardless of the forbidden uh, sort of nature. Yeah. Okay. So one such person is Monica Singh. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether she's related to the Singh family who originally owned it, but anyways... Sing is a very common last yeah. name. Same with Cole. Okay. Or Car, however they say it. It's K A U R. Oh, yeah. And Manpreet is a very Manpreet, popular name. Yeah. So she details that herself and a group of 12 young'uns head into the haunted location after the forbidden time, so after sunset. Ooh. So, as young people are known to do, of course, breaking the rules, whatever. So they arrive at 5.30 and stay till about midnight, over the span of which nine more of their friends join them. There's 21 people just chilling out looking for haunted things in this fort. It's a very uneven number. Yeah, exactly. You'd usually think strength in numbers, right? Wrong. They were terrified the entire time, and that's why they left at 12.30, because of, and I quote, a very scary atmosphere. Okay. So shit starts getting a bit bizarre as they leave. They hear, as they sort of pass out of the fort and mm. into the main sort of courtyardish area, they hear a woman's voice sort of coming from behind them that begins like screaming and berating them, just like, ah, get out. And then they're like, fuck this shit, all 20 of them, one of them are just fuck stampeding away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So as they're running away, a wall in front of them collapses and they have to find an alternate route. Oh, shit. So they're like, fuck this, oh, shit. Running oh, Scooby-Doo shit. style all across, a tiger, like, runs in every now and then. There's a man in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they rip the tiger's head off and it's not really someone who's, like, impersonating a tiger. They just really rip the head off the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Dismembering a fucking tiger. Well, I mean, that's the only safe way to deal with them. <laughs> No! <laughs> I don't know, you're gonna fight fire with fire. You're gonna Freddy Krueger. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so we'll go back to Natesh. So, Natesh, 
shared a story. A story, sorry. He's a business analyst, by the way. I had to write that because he's, he's a what? A business analyst. Business analyst. He made note to say that he was a business analyst in his story. So he's a business analyst, right. and his name is Atesh. He shared two stories over Quora, the website. Yeah. Uh, one story was of his cousin's wife, who went to the fort with her friends and oh, children. Wait, wait. So this is just some dude. And he's like, my name is blah, 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 and I'm a business analyst. This happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. And I'm a business analyst. <laughs> exactly. They say that they saw, when they went there with their friends and children, they saw a young boy walking around the fort asking people to buy a bouquet of flowers from him, which oh. they refused. Okay. But thinking that perhaps he was hungry and wanted to sell the bouquet of flowers for money. Instead, okay. they asked if he wanted to join them for food and have a picnic with mm-hmm. them, which he refused, and he just sort of disappeared off into the shadows. Mm-hmm. So they saw him once again throughout the day walking. They were just, um, oh, sorry, as they were eating their picnic, mm-hmm. they saw him walking, and then he stopped, turned to them, and just sort of stared at them for... They didn't really describe how much time, but they said that it was. it got really creepy, like he was just sort of staring at them and watching. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so later the families return home. One of the ladies finds that the bouquet of flowers that the little boy had was actually inside of her bag. Oh. And she swears, although it doesn't quite seem paranormal, perhaps the kid just did a good deed and gave him some flowers. Mm. Uh, she swears that the boy didn't get anywhere near them. Ooh. So she thinks maybe it's a dark magician. Oh. The little boy dark magician. So the next story from Natesh was his own story. So Natesh and his father went there to do their own sort of research, having heard the many paranormal stories, wanting to kind of deem whether or not it was in fact haunted. So they entered through a pair of lively looking trees flanking each side of the entrance into the fort, Mm -hmm. and they split up, the father going off to another location and Natesh going to one other side of the fort. The father eventually came back to him, as he found a locked door and he had to leave due to a nauseating smell emitting through the locked door. Mm. So this was after sunset. So they, I think the government actually comes and like locks some doors within the fort. I'm not sure whether those are the most haunted spots, but Natasha's father <laughs> was at the door and said he smelled this just like rotting smell coming from the other side of the door. Oh, that's and like something bad. Yeah, yeah, as we all Is know, evil spirits the... tend to emanate smells. Yes, true. Yes, that is a theory in my brain. Other theory... <laughs> Is that they're actually murdering people Ooh. and putting their bodies in there. And then just being like, oh, it's a bad entity. Oh, shit. But it's actually... Murder. They're serial killers. Nice. I thought you were going to go somewhere That's different That's what the tigers that. are for. Oh, oh knife yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say something like, Natasha's father just went over there and did a shit and then was like, oh, too smelly over there, got to come back. Okay, well, that's a theory, but <laughs> a it theory is too. I subscribe to that theory. <laughs> so anyways, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, they didn't find much else, but as they went to leave, they noticed that the trees that they had entered through were nowhere near as lively as before and almost looked like they'd withered. Or, when, or the first trees they'd seen were an illusion of some kind. Uh-huh. As they were noticing this, local monkeys began howling and screaming at them, jumping up and down, sort of like... Like, getting grumpy at them. Creepy, right? And then I had one last story from the first-hand recount, which comes from Masoom, Mm -hmm. and he says that he went there with his father when he was nine years old. 
the father saw a man talking to himself near the front of the fort. Masum, obviously being a nine-year-old, wanted to know exactly what that man was doing. Yeah, curious. So he was like curious about to ask him what he, what he was doing, and the father pulled him along. They didn't see the man again until they were exiting the fort, and they were shocked when they found him keeping pace right next to them as they walked. He began telling them about the real story of Bangar, and like was beginning to like ramble. The man was a bit old, so the father, trying to sort of break away from him, picked up the son and began power walking away. And when they eventually got to a location that they felt was far enough away that he wouldn't be able to sort of have kept pace to them, mm-hmm. uh, they turn around and look and there's no old man behind them. And they're like, oh, that's weird. So they ask someone, did you see an old man following us? And the person's like, no, it was really weird. You two were just talking to yourselves and then to the air. And then, like, power walked away from nothing. So that was a ghost. That was 100% a spirit, apparently, Holy from Marsoon. Yeah. Trying to convey the real story. Oh. Not the weird one about the shadow, shadows being cast or the love potion. He's like, I know the real shit because I'm a fucking ghost, motherfucker. Yeah. He was probably trying to give him some of that love potion so they could put it on a rock and get crushed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's a theory. Definitely. Maybe that's a theory you can I'm subscribe to. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have on that little place. There's lots of encounters, but all of them seem to be like they say they don't exactly give like a first hand recount of what happened. Like my they, grandmother's they say, next door neighbor's son. Yeah. Or that or they don't speak in like first person, they'll say like Oh, it's reported, and then like, or they'll say like, oh, I hear some things went there, and, you know, they heard like, they don't go into too much detail, but like, they're like, oh, my friend went there, and, you know, he heard some noises. It's like, well, I'd like to hear more detail. But those were the three, those were the foremost uh, interesting ones. It was very interesting. I kind of think that Bangar Fort is just haunted by tigers right now. Probably. Maybe they're not, t- like, real tigers. They're, Just yeah, people they're in ghost- costumes. No, they're ghost tigers. Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought we were going to go back to the Scooby-Doo theory that well, we were subscribing to. Where they, could, <laughs> they could be men in tiger masks. We would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling 20... 21 children. So tell me about Liberace. So yes, I'm doing the Liberace Museum and Colucci's Restaurant. So as we all know, Liberace was once a very flamboyant person with an incredible personality. And at the height of his fame from the 1950s to 1970s, he was the highest paid entertainer in the world. Really? Yes. Wow. With um, established concert residencies in Las Vegas and an international tour schedule. Ooh. Yeah. That's like yeah. rare for the 1950s slash 70s. To the 70s, yeah. Damn. Oh. He would have been balling. Balling. Because it's, well, it's the Liberace mansion, really. Wow. But he turned it into a museum in 1979 on East Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, just eight years before his death yeah. at age 67 from AIDS. That's sad. But yeah, his career spanned over spanned over 40, uh, 40 years, four decades. Why 40, 40 decades. Years? 40 <laughs> decades. He was, he was 400 years old. Yeah, so it spanned over four decades with concerts, recordings, television, motion pictures, and endorsements. So his home 
was turned into the museum. Mm. It was his mansion. Does he haunt the mansion? Well. Oh. There are reports. What if <laughs> Well, all right. Well, I can't say from first hand experience. One, I've never been out of Australia. <laughs> and two, you probably weren't too sure who Liberace was until today. Oh. No. You know Liberace? No. <laughs> Once I saw a picture of him, I was like, oh. Uh, you knew who Liberace yeah. was. But you wouldn't have been able to put a face to a name. Pretty much. Like, give me a break. I'm 22. That's like me with like half the people in the world. He died in the 80s. I wasn't even thought of. Like, no. <laughs> give me a break. Anyway, but it has a very eventful history, of course, because he used to entertain there and um, there was this one room where after his like concerts and, and entertaining, like he would hang out there with his friends and continue entertaining and drinking like cool. into the night, wee hours of the morning kind Being of thing. Being a baller. Balling, absolutely. He had his own television program, which opened up with him like in his house. And just showing off his beautiful fucking mansion. So it was MTV Cribs before MTV Cribs. Pretty is much. Thing. Yeah, Liberace started. Liberace it. Cribs. Liberace Cribs. He was like the first kind of like TV megastar, pretty wow, much. Cool. Yeah. No wonder he was balling so hard. He was the highest paid person in the fucking world. Or That's was it crazy? Highest paid entertainer, not person, but. Right. In the fucking world. Do you know how big this world is? I wonder if... Sometimes we're like, a <laughs> small world. And we, like, bump into someone at the shops. But no, it's fucking huge. <laughs> like... You should feel small. You should feel tiny. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. This you gone... nothing. <laughs> Jesus. Gone sideways here. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your public service announcement from Belinda. You <laughs> are nothing! <laughs> Way to raise everyone's spirits. Oh. Oh. Anyways. Anyway, so it has a very eventful history, but this one thing that really I was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. A man was shot dead there oh. by the police. Oh. Um, in 1988, a man was trying to rob the museum and he was shot killed after taking a 74-year-old woman hostage. Oh. Her name was Margaret Bloomberg and she was bound and gagged. Oh, poor um, Margaret. She said in the interview that she just tried to stay cool and um, ended up escaping unharmed and still went to work the next day. What about us? Yeah, she said, I thought I was better off working than staying at home and dwelling on it. She's a 74-year-old woman. What I got, about us? I got a job rejection and I was like, I'm not going to work. I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Fuck stock take. I'm not doing that shit. I've got she's, a flat tire. She's from a time where... She's like, no. Nah, where you I'm ate concrete for she, breakfast and you had metal for your... Yep. Something else. Yeah, for her supper. For her supper. Yeah. So she went to work with, like, the rope burns on her hands. Really? Still, and she's like, well, I've got to fucking work. Yeah. She's like, I'm, not gonna, I'm a 74 year old lady. I'm not going to fucking dwell on shit. Wow. Okay. Poor yeah. lady. What was she doing at the museum? Okay, that's my next thing. So she had been working there for 10 years. And she went back to the scene of the crime and pretty she, well. And she was closing the office on a Sunday evening when the incident happened. And she's like, mm, I'm going to work. Like, who's going to do the day shift? Was Liberace still alive at this point? No. Okay. No. 
He died in 86. Okay, so two years after this happened. Yeah. Um, so the man had forced his way into the museum by holding Margaret at gunpoint, and she was like, here, take money instead of the jewellery, because he wanted to steal the jewellery. I don't think I mentioned that, but he was trying to steal jewellery. And, um... He was like, no, I don't want your fucking money. I want to take the jewellery. I want the jewellery. Give me the jewellery. Um, Dora Liberace, who was Liberace's sister-in-law, um, said that the man had a bag of tools, including a crowbar, and was going to smash the jewellery case. He wanted the jewellery and came prepared to take it. So the man was identified as 47-year-old Hugh Perry and told police he would shoot Margaret if they didn't let him get to his car. Margaret, being the badass bitch she is, she stayed sexy and did not get murdered because she pretended that her legs were collapsing and sat down on the pathway that was near his car. And as he struggled to get her into the car, he, like, took a step back for a minute, like, to catch his breath, and police shot him. Oh, Margaret is a yeah. badass. And she said the whole time she just tried to stay cool and not stay overreact. Cool. Yeah. 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 So good. Margaret's badass. And that's just, like, a little bit of the history of there. Very awesome. It's fucking crazy. So cool. So crazy. But anyway, so the museum uh, was and still is a popular tourist attraction, even though it was closed in 2010. Um, So not only for being the home of countless stage costumes and pianos that were once owned by Liberace himself, but... Also because of all hauntings that have been reported at the location. So, um, even though the museum's closed, many witnesses have described seeing mysterious shadow appear out of nowhere and then just vanish. There's like no one there. It's abandoned, pretty much. While others seem to claim um, that they see an apparition of a man with hair and a, like, uh, dark hair, sorry, with a thin moustache laying by the pool. And there are even accounts of music coming from a piano that no one has played in years. Oh man, Liberace! Well, if Liberace, if his yeah, if he was there, and well, did he die in his home? I wonder. He probably died I in the I hospital. I didn't look that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even so, like just his presence could attract like some musical groovy spirits. You know? Oh yeah. So they're just like playing the playing the piano whatever piano noises are yes yeah insert piano noise a couple years later the museum underwent a number of renovations and when that all started this shadowy figure appeared and would like pretty much be watching over the changes a lot of crew members saw it a lot of onlookers saw it um, it was literally as if the ghost was making sure nothing got damaged or stolen. Oh. So, like... So it mustn't have been, oh, maybe got shot. No, but they speculate it could have been Liberace, like, oh my god, this is my shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, this is you're my taking, You're taking away my stuff. Yeah. Thinking that. Probably. But um, why would he manifest himself as a dark entity? It was just a shadowy figure. Maybe because his anger in the moment sort of manifested Maybe. itself into He's something. He's like, why the fuck are you knocking down this wall? Yeah. Well, I don't know what they did, but... And then as, as he saw the renovations, he's like, oh, I like it. Cool, I'll go back to chilling by the pool. Well, this isn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did well. Very nice. Good on you. Um, I don't know why he turned into a Russian man. Yeah. But... <laughs> His dressing room was another area that people had um, experienced sightings of a figure, but they didn't see 
Liberace, what they would see is his late sister-in-law. Oh. Yeah. So that, like, so she's they, sticking around there as well. So she was sticking around too. Mm. So Liberace and his sister-in-law just there having a fucking party all the time. Hell yeah. Good on him. By the pool, relaxing. Yeah. In the dressing room, getting changed into costumes and shit. Exactly. You know, he wore very extravagant things. Yeah. He would wake up, put on a gorgeous fucking robe and go about his day. Beautiful. Beautiful. But that's not the only place that he likes to hang around. He likes to Yeah, he likes to hang out at Kalucci's restaurant. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've heard of this place. Yeah, so it is literally across the road from the museum. Liberace actually built and owned that restaurant at some stage. Well, when it obviously when it first opened, and it was actually called Liberace's Tivoli Gardens, and the it, it maintained his de- decorating and yeah. all that stuff, the design, um, or the decor is what I should say. And even though he would often cook there and create his own cooking books, the menu never listed any of his dishes either. Okay. After he passed away, I guess. Right. After like. People had bought it and turned it into Kalucci's. Wait, so not only was he an entertainer, a TV star, he was also a celebrity chef. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay who? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking raw. Manu who? Manu. Yeah. That's probably like such a niche thing for us. Uh, Jamie Oliver. Who? Nigella. Who? What are some other chefs? Martha Stewart. Who? <laughs> they just said Charlie Sheen. I don't know Charlie why. Sheen who? <laughs> the cooking, cooking up, up some cocaine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throughout the years, Liberace's ghost could be seen peering into the banquet room in the back of the restaurant from outside the windows. Um, there is also a story that one night while the power went off in the restaurant. Ooh. And, but, like, the surrounding businesses and streets still had power. Hmm. And the staff were like, oh, it's Liberace's birthday. What if we sang happy birthday to him? Yeah. And they sang happy birthday and all the power came back on. Oh, yeah. that's So nice. it's like, hey, it's my birthday. I'm getting not... creeped out, but it's nice. It's, yeah, I see the goosebumps. It's nice. It's different. It's a naughty snores. Wow. So I the... never knew that you could turn back on a set of lights just by singing happy birthday. It's Liberace. He needs some attention. He's like... <laughs> Your high note's not good enough, Janet. Come on, come on. She, she's like, Happy birthday! <laughs> Alright, power back good, on. <laughs> good show, lights on, lights on. Cheerio Pip Cheerio Pip From Vegas, what the hell? Actually, he's from Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. So they had the building checked over by an electrician the next day and they found nothing was wrong with the electrical system. So there was no reason why there should have been all the power out. Unless Liberace just wanted his happy birthday song. So. Exactly. Pretty much. Um, but so. on another occasion, someone had actually said something offensive to Liberace. Like, obviously he's dead at this stage, but oh, yeah. he's, they've said something offensive. And all of a sudden a large tree that was near the bar just fell down. Oh. And it took five men to get it upright again. And it was in a planter. So it just fell down. Jesus. It's not, a, it's not a tree that could just fall down either, you know? It wasn't like half cut down already then just fell. No, no one was, no one's going timber, no lumberjacks around. <laughs> it was 
this person said something offensive, and then, bam, tree down. You know I hate Liberace. <laughs> and Liberace's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and just, he just knocks over a tree because he's flamboyantly open knocking palm, over trees. Open palm slaps a tree over. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Molly. Um, what else was happening? So, there are still, there were still things that happened, like, after all this stuff, while the restaurant was still open, and, um, there'd be stuff like taps would be turning on, and toilets flushing in the bathrooms when no one was in there, um, sometimes you'd go to the bathroom and you wouldn't be able to open the door, like, it had been locked, or it was jammed, but no one had locked it, no No one one jammed it, no one was on the other side of the door, the... Just the bathroom was locked. Roger just needs his space while he takes a ghost shit. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you washed your hands thoroughly enough, Janet. <laughs> you ain't going around touching my He's house. Got something wrong with Janet. Wrong, you ain't going around touching my house with your low notes and your dirty hands. <laughs> Fucking more soap. <laughs> <laughs> she's anyway. just putting her hands like this the soap she's like <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'm watching get under your nails Janet yeah. do you ever wash <laughs> under your nails yeah I've never washed under my nails you nasty I just bite them and then like scoop oh, the dirt please. out with my teeth I don't teeth. want to hear this <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking are you yes no you're not why would I scoop dirt out from under my nails with my teeth and eat it and slightly enjoy it. Because you're you. <laughs> I've never done that before. But yeah. Anyway. So, apart from bathroom doors just, like, locking people in, um, there was reports of, like, bottles falling down around the bar and um, even, like, knocking happening on, like, one of the service doors around the back. Mm. And whenever they'd open it, no one's there. But then they would hear the knocking again, go and open it, no one's there. So they... Assumed it was Liberace just trying to knock to get in. You gotta have some fun when you're in purgatory. I mean, the old knock and run. Where if are you? If you're a ghost, what are you gonna do? Hide in the bushes. He could probably walk through the door, but he's like, oh no, no, let me in. He's polite. He's a polite man. It happened so often that the staff would ignore it, and I watched a video, and one of the guys was like, oh, you know, we hear the knock, and then we're just like, there's the door again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's their little little the joke, little thing their little happens. thing. But there have been strange apparitions and photos taken at Colucci's, um, including a very clear yellow, golden kind of apparition in one photo. Ooh, and then there's another photo. Like Liberace, for sure. Yeah, golden. Fuck yeah. Meanwhile, I'm looking at a photo of Liberace wearing just some flamboyant outfit. How handsome. He does look fun. Mm, very like a fun, fun man. man. It's got lots of smiles. There was a photo taken of the general manager of Colucci's and a blur kind of like appeared over his face. And it's like, it's just your normal type of camera. Yeah. And then there was a blurry over his face. A blurry. A blurry. Yeah, all blurry. Like kind of a white smudge. Yeah. So Maybe Liberace doesn't like him and wants him fired. Yeah, maybe. You're fired. There is a formal dining room there that used to actually be used by mobsters back in the day. That's why there's so many hauntings. Mobster killed people. That's not the room or the area that people feared to be in, though. Oh, really? That's the thing. They're like, mobsters used to fucking eat here and have meetings and shit went down. But 
that's not the scary part. Liberace's piano is still there, or was still there, and they can feel like a cold presence when they're around it, and oh. sometimes it plays music as well. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. Very creepy. So it's that's like, like a Phantom of the Opera style song. And it's why would Phantom of the Opera? Because I just imagine Liberace wearing like one of those half, half masks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't cover up his gorgeous face. Looking over his shoulder at them like, ooh. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm bizarre. But ghost hunters, ghost hunters have like investigated the restaurant as well as the museum and they have definitely gone, look, there is a presence here. They have confirmed, confirmed it. that there's a presence. They cannot confirm nor deny that it's Liberace. But they can confirm that there's a presence. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I remember what... Well, just before when you were looking at that video with the knocking, mm. I even watched it and I was like, oh, that's creepy. It's creepy, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it happens so like prevalent where you, know, you can almost like predict it or... Yeah. It happens so much that you just sort of like pass it off. Yeah, and then... Just that's too many it. times. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, do something about that. Throw some sage around. Well, um, get out a holy accordion or some shit. In October 2010, the Liberace Museum in Las Vegas was closed after being open for 31 years to the general public. And then in June 2011, Liberace's Tivoli Gardens, otherwise known as Colucci's, was closed and relocated elsewhere. So they took everything with it, of course, so things are still happening at the new location. So the ghosts are tied to the objects within. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I don't think anything has happened elsewhere, but in 2000, or is it 2013, in January 2013, the Liberace Foundation had made plans to relocate the museum to downtown Las Vegas to open in 2014, but it never happened. Unfortunately, the deal fell through. But as of April 7th, 2016, Liberace's cars were on display as well as a piano and several costumes at the Liberace garage that's, I think, is located across the street in Vegas. Awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. And I think some eerie things happen, but I couldn't find much else after that. It was kind of just like, it all closed down. It's all been relocated. His mansion is still there and people still witness things like the shadows and the guy lounging around the pool and they don't think it's a real human. Um, But that's pretty much it. So Liberace's just out there still living his best life in Vegas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Keeping on the the fantasticness that is Liberace. Absolutely. (laughs) Nice word. Thank you. (laughs) I meant to say absolutely, but I didn't want to. Absolutely. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of Liberace haunting just anything. Anything, yeah. Everything and anything in his house and uh, restaurant. Yep. Haunted. I would. I wouldn't have renamed it to. What Cavalucci? Whatever I said, it is Cavalucci. Cavalucci. Colucci's. Colucci. Colucci's. I started saying Cavalucci. Why? It's all right. When I was pronouncing that princess's name, Rat Navita, I just started calling her Navita. Molly, no one needs your opinion. Molly, half and half. But, um. Blow the house in. Yeah. 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 I I, I would have left it as Liberace's Tivoli Gardens. 
just to appease the spirits. Yeah. Like, obviously, Libra I guess that it would make it more of a touristy attraction, too. That'd be, like, fun. Yeah. He definitely seemed like an egomaniac, so people changing things that he's made around. Um, super not impressive. Let's knock down some trees. Whenever he has a spectral tantrum, he just starts knocking shit over. (laughs) Or playing the piano to (laughs) reduce his stress. (laughs) <laughs> it's his coping mechanism in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, anyways, we should probably take the dogs for a walk and then get ready to go to our very first TNC social networking event. That'll right, be so much fun. fun. We're about to head to that. How cool! Yep, about to drive an hour to Brisbane, West End. Let's have fun with that. Yes. Before we go, <laughs> we would like to thank our wonderful sponsors over at Patreon. We have one listening in right now, our number one fan, Bob. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> number one fan and supporter, Bob. And, yes, everyone else over there on Patreon, we love you. You can find us at Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast at www.patreon.com slash you, me, and a poltergeist, as it's spelled without the commas. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at You Meet a Poltergeist. Absolutely. I can't fucking say that word. Um you can find our personals on Instagram. Mine is Bambi Malkus B A M B I M A C C A S. And I am Braden Vavash, where I D O N number five A S H. If you want to submit a story, you can go to You Mean a Poltergeist. At gmail.com. Uh or oh. onto the TNC Podcasters website. Onto that's not canon.com slash you, me, and a poltergeist. At the bottom of the page will be a form that you'll be able to fill out and send us your stories. We'll be able to get in further contact with you and hopefully share your stories on the podcast in the future. Please do share your stories. I feel like we've been saying it from the start and no one sent in anything and I really want to hear someone else's stories. For fuck's sake. Jesus. I'm getting grumpy. Bob's getting stories ready for us. I'm tired. That's okay. I need some chicken and chips for a nap. Alright, well, we love you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, please exercise regularly. <laughs> we can't stress it enough. Get your sage and out. And remember, you are little. You are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.